0: Kevin Zimmerman of ArizonaSports.com joins us on the Coulter Automotive Group sports Line. Kevin, good evening. It's been about, I don't know, four hours since I've seen you, I think. How are you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for calling me special. It makes me feel special.
0: Well, you are. You guys are doing a heck of a job. And I'm sure you've seen um, the Barrett Sports Media article that was published about our radio station today and, and website today. Did you not? I have not yet. Okay, but I have not been around since I saw you last. <laughs> okay. Well, uh so for those who don't know Barrett Sports Media is is a is a website that basically talks about all things that are happening in in the sports media and journalism world and uh Jason Barrett is actually the 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 founder of of that website and they did a nice story about how uh Arizona Sports and ArizonaSports.com has really really uh done a done a stellar job of covering the Suns and sort of owning the market when it comes to Suns coverage. So, I wanted to start there uh Kev, just what what this playoff run has been like for you professionally in covering this team and uh just you know what what we've been able to do here at this station and website has just been truly remarkable to give the fans the coverage that they deserve, right?
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it, and it's it really is just the sons, and I, I think the groundswell of support that they've always had, and the fans that have been waiting, you know, a decade to see success, and they've lived through the Josh Jacksons, the Dragon Benders, mm-hmm. um, the Brandon Knights, all those years where players just didn't live up to the billing, and the teams didn't live up to the billing, and now you see what waiting means um, and, and we already know how much history this team had before the last decade or so. So I think just what we've been able to do is really just tap into the interest and th- that's easy from our end because, you know, me and Kellen Olson who have been um, primarily the Suns people on our mm-hmm. site, like we, we've been covering this team since I- I've been on since 2011. Kellen's been on shortly after that, if not that long and just, You know, you you go through things professionally and it's kind of the same thing as the fans go through where they they want to see good basketball. And even as a professional, even if you're objective, you just – I want to see good basketball, and I think we're seeing uh, awesome basketball series right now between the Suns and the Bucks.
0: Yeah, man. There's there's nothing worse than sitting there in, in post game news conferences. You know, when the team's riding like a twelve game lose streak, and you've got to do your job, and the coach still has to, whoever the coach is. There's been many of them that have had to answer the questions. It, it's just it's tough. You, you I mean you're right. Uh, professionally, in covering a team when they're losing is is not easy. You know, it's it's still a great job, and you're still getting to do a great job. It's just like it's not the same. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get sort of your 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 thoughts on 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 what this has been like for you to be able to uh, cover this team. But um, so the Suns met with the media today. Uh, we had Chris Paul, Devin Booker and Monty Williams. And I, I, I think the biggest takeaway from the news conference was that uh, Monty basically said after the game, I don't want to talk about the officiating, but he did want to bring up, you know, facts that Giannis shot more free throws than the entire Suns team did in that game three. What were your takeaway from Monty's? What was your takeaway from his like follow up of what he was talking about after the game on uh, Sunday night?
1: Yeah, in the moment he said, "I don't want to talk about it," but here are the numbers. And then it was it was a follow up later in that post game session where he said, "You know, DeAndre, we have to help him by teaching him what the officials aren't calling." And and he did say, "You know, I, I can't tell." I don't really know the rules all the way, and he that's half-complaining, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and today, I took it genuinely, he didn't know whether he was, you know, putting it out there that he was complaining. I think he was trying to avoid, you know, not just getting fined, but he doesn't want to criticize people. Um, but at the end of the day, like, he has a job to do, and he has to protect his guys. And I think at least mentioning the foul discrepancy is going to do that. And I don't know if he really consciously didn't realize that, but I, I think –
0: he did his job well either way. Yeah. Um, on the other end of that, I I'm sitting here, I've been thinking about this too. Like, there's no way I don't think it's possible to keep Giannis off the free throw line seventeen times. Like the guy is he's just gonna get fouled. That's just that's just how how it is. I mean, when you're that big and you're that strong and, you know, you're trying to guard him, he's really good at drawing contact. It's gonna happen. Is there any way that uh, you know, the Suns can keep him from getting to the line 17 times, but although I don't think you're you're really too concerned about it too much, getting him to the line, because he's not a good free-throw shooter. He was the other night, but what do you do defensively for the Suns to keep him uh, off the free-throw line?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think you have to give him credit. He's really just taken what he's good at and emphasized it, and he's kind of stopped taking jump shots, and he's forced the issue, and right. that's part of basketball, right? So to me, I think just him, you know, driving hard, diving. D.A., if D.A. was not in foul trouble, I think that that would have been a different story and he would have missed more shots. He would have avoided drawing fouls because D.A. honestly has been pretty good about just taking contact and making guys miss. So to me, it really is just sticking to your defensive principles, doing the best you can and and living with it because we've seen him score 40, close to 50 points in the sense of one games that way.
0: Yeah, De- or, uh, Chris Paul said earlier today that Giannis, when he gets the ball at the, at the top of the key, or even, you know, sometimes he'll get a rebound and just dribble down the court and score within like five, six seconds. Like he's just that, That's just the kind of guy he is. He likes to attack. Chris Paul said he's like a running back in the NFL that's running downhill. You just, you cannot stop him. You can only just try to get in his way or disrupt him. And that's kind of what Monty talks about, you know, getting in his way, getting his way. Um, without drawing a foul. But defensively for the Suns, how do you, you know, if you think about the, I guess it's a double edged sword. You know, if you key on Giannis, you know, you leave other guys open. And that's what happened the other night. There's really no, there's really no balance or delicate balance, if you will, uh, is what Kellen Olson asked Monty about today, is there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Kellen used the word delicate. And right. Monty was just like, there is no delicate. You have to defend the three and you have to help. Um, which is a funny exchange there, too, again. But, yeah, it's, it's really just limiting the opportunities. If he's in the half court and you have your defense set, he's not going to want to because he has drawn fouls in the past um, against offensive fouls, excuse me. He's picked up offensive fouls against teams that are in the half court stopping him. So what, what does that mean? It's not turning it over, um, letting them even get secondary opportunities. It's not giving them – you know, second chance points because if he catches it in the lane against a scrambling defense that's out of place, you know, it, it's kind of over. So mm-hmm. if you take all those opportunities away, you slow it down, at least going that way um, where the Bucks have the ball, then I, I think you can survive and you can say, okay, we're going to let you try to drive. And if he kicks and we get a contested three, give up a contested three, that's something that we'll live with too.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just whether or not they make those shots, and uh, you know you, you, the Suns have shown they can they can let Giannis score forty plus and still win the basketball game. They did it in game two. I just don't know if you can do it for you know a third straight night. And you know when you if he scores forty on uh, tomorrow night, that's Michael Jordan territory of three straight NBA Finals games with forty plus points. I mean that would just be insane. I I find it hard to believe that the Suns are going to win in Milwaukee with Giannis scoring 40-plus points. Do you see it going that way as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that just because we've seen Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday kind of break out of their slumps, and I thought last game the real big key for the Bucks was Bobby Portis. You know, he really killed the yeah. Suns, especially when they were small. Um, just offensive boards, physicality, they just don't match up with him well, but they do match up with him well if D.A. is on the court um, most of the game. And so I think, again, that was a big swing. Um, but then again, you say Booker plays a little bit better. Mikel Bridges doesn't go from playing his best playoff game to playing his worst playoff game. Um, that game, that 20-point deficit's a lot closer, I think. You know, I I saw it Game 3 as an effort problem, to be honest. I right. know that's an easy, lazy thing to say, but you just look at where they were... Um, getting beat it was effort plays loose balls it was just not great defense honestly and not great getting over screens that kind of little thing and that all just piled up into 20 point loss
0: yeah we're talking with kevin zimmerman of arizona here on the rundown um you know, I never thought that the absence of Dario Saric was going to be as as big a deal as it seemed or as uh, the ESPN commentators Mike Breen and Mark Jackson made it seem like during the broadcast of Game 3. They talked about that quite a bit, that had not having Dario and having to play Frank Kaminsky was was a problem. And it seems like it is. And I, I'm just wondering, from your perspective, does Monty have any options he can do to fill that role? They don't really have another player on their bench that is is similar to Dario Saric, do they? No,
1: and yeah. I don't want to nitpick James Jones because obviously he got this team <laughs> reassembled into a finals team. Um, but, you know, when we had all this time to look at a winning team, if we had to have picked um, a weakness, it was when they let got rid of Damian Jones early in the season, didn't really replace him as a true center behind D.A. That was kind of a, a minor, minor mm-hmm. red flag, I guess you could say. Um, so if they play small, it's, is Torrey Craig good enough to get rebounds? He didn't get one. He did not look super healthy coming off that knee issue. Um, Frank, I don't know if you can buy minutes. And to me, it's more like, okay, if you go small, how can you beat them in other ways? If they're going to kill you on the glass, can you run out on them? Um, do you go super small? Do you go with three guards and try to play a book with campaign and Chris mm-hmm. Paul just to make – I don't know, make those bucks guard and kind of just get them off kilter? Do you have to do anything that drastic? Monty hasn't done anything super drastic these playoffs, so um, it'll be interesting to yeah. see. I mean, he's really stuck to his guns as far as chess matching, and he has no reason to go away with them because the losses they've had, even Game 3, um, you go back to the Clippers, the bad loss there, I think that was Game 5. Lots of them have just been easy fixes where you can see effort. Maybe they just mm-hmm. didn't have it, which obviously you don't like, but I think they're in an okay place as long as they come out and realize the stakes here. Yeah.
0: Kevin Zimmerman, ArizonaSports.com. Thanks for coming on, my man, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and enjoy the basketball game tomorrow night. we got a big one, Game 4, buddy. Yes, sir. I
1: appreciate it.